With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey world, this is Jamie, host of the Jamie Agenti Show. 12 p.m. to catch the Jamie Agenti Show. Hope to see you soon on Fishbowl Radio Network. Jump in. show right here on Fishbowl Radio, and I'm Jamie, welcome, it's November the 1st, damn, it's November the 1st, so the year is almost over, guys, so welcome, alright, so let's get to it, man, because I, this has been boggling on my mind, all, um, all morning long, into yesterday, into the, after the game, Sunday, um, let's get to it, Chicago versus Dallas, man, um, you know, obviously we won this game, and not... Was it easy? It wasn't an easy game to win. Let, let's let's get that out of the way. It was not easy. Chicago gave us all they got. Um, man, dude, let's dive in, man. Um, Dak Prescott, you know, obviously a great game again. Twenty-one for twenty-seven for two fifty, two touchdowns, an interception. Um, you know, he had a clean pocket all game long. Um, you know, he didn't do he didn't do. Uh, anything risky. The only risky thing he did was to run. He made the run, 25 yard run, and he came back, he came up shaking, which, you know, I don't want to be that type of guy that has to hold my breath every time he gets up from, he gets up from that type of run or that type of throw. Uh, he, it was just a bruised hand. No, no, no biggie. So he'll be alright, you know, he'll be alright, put a band on it, get on to the next play. Um, Justin Fields has generational talent. Um, you know, he does have good leaping, leaping, if you can say, good leaping activity. So, but he, he, but the right protection, uh, if he has some playmakers around him, hey, this, this team can be great for the long run in their division. But now, this, Argument has been running on my mind. The running back situation. Tony Pardell had, had 14 for 131 and a t- three touchdowns. His best game ever as a Cowboy. And so, many people online said, we might as well make Tony Pollard the main running back. And I'm saying, hold on, let's pump the brakes a little bit. Um, hello, Zeke Elliott is a power runner. Zeke Elliott can pick up blicks on third down. And I know disrespect to Tony Pollard, but Zeke Elliott can pick up blitzes. He can, uh, make the power runs. He, this is his, he's, he hasn't lacked this season. But to me, he's the main running back on this team. I'm sorry. I mean, Tony Pollard has, has he's done great things. But Zeke Elliott is a little bit better. So, so, you know, I, I didn't want to say those things in the comments. I wanted to uh, get my guy Gabe's take on it. So, um, Gabe, uh, welcome to the show. Um, so, me and you, I'm ready to argue, man. Because Tony Pollard did great this game. Mm-hmm. Zeke Elliott is my, my main guy mm-hmm. on this team. So starting running back, okay? I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not concerned about him getting paid and all that stuff. Mm. But Zeke Elliott can pick up blitzes on third down. Tony Pollard is swifty. He can make great plays. He can give you six to eight yards a carry. Mm. But Zeke Elliott, this is, he's having a bounce back season mm. after the type of season that he had yeah. last. So let me, let me get into this. So. Okay. Zeke is the prototypical third down back. Yes. Today. Okay. He's a prototypical third down back. All right. If I'm handing Tony the, Tony the ball only 15 times a game, he's giving me 114 yards. You know what that tells me? What did he, that tell you? He's an efficient runner. Okay. He hits the holes when, when he needs to hit the hole. Like, it's okay. not, it's not even something like Zeke is a power runner. 
Yeah. Which is important for sure. Right yardage situations and third downs and right. red zone situations mm-hmm. and he picks up blisses as you said. Right. But you described the prototypical third down back. Mm-hmm. So with Tony Pollock you're getting more snaps, if he's only carrying the ball twenty times a game still, mm-hmm. like we're in a good position. Right. I think the balance of both of them is important, but I do think Tony Pollard should get the majority of the carries on first, second, first and second down. But where? But where, where? But where in those games? Because so, go ahead. Because teams. I'm sorry. The team teams are putting six to eight in the box. Chicago didn't put anything in the box. Chicago was just playing. Um, um, they were just playing scheme. Yeah. So. But where? Mm-hmm. Moving forward, yeah. where? I think, the for me, I think both both of them might play an important role. I don't want to mm. diminish either one of them. Of because course. I think that both of them play a crucially important role. And I don't think we have a running back controversy here. I think it's okay. really just a matter of, because we've all, this entire season we've had that thunder and lightning mm-hmm. combination. And I think of that's course. where we need to stick with. But mm-hmm. based upon the scheme of the team that we're playing against, mm-hmm. Tony should get more carries and vice okay. versa. And so, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I, know what you're I saying. think it's more so scheme based than anything else. Okay. Um, because like you said, Chicago, they weren't playing as heavy. They weren't playing heavy. No, they were not at all. I mean, they weren't playing very good defense in general. But <laughs> no, they were not. <laughs> no, they <laughs> but, were not. Um, I just say that, yeah, they both have a very important role, and I mm-hmm. think that Tony Pollard showed that he's capable of more. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's our every down back because, again, Zeke does things that the average fan won't see. Um, but does he, but Zeke Elliott can get run over guys. I don't see that from Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard can stiff arm guys. That's the difference between me. That's the difference between Zeke and Pollard. Zeke can run over guys, which when was the last you time know, you saw Zeke do that? Honestly, uh, God, um, oh man, I don't know. Um, maybe two seasons ago. Exactly. So that's the point. But but Zeke, Pollard, but Pollard, but Pollard is more can he can get to the outside. I want the inside run. Yeah, outside. We still have it. The we outside lost it. by Tony Pollard getting more carries, we have not lost the inside run. No, we haven't. The thing about it, when we need the inside run, we can get it because mm-hmm. we got somebody else in the backfield that can right. get that. But on so those first and second down, first though, and second down, I think Tony Pollard should have the ball in his hands. No, because it's like it's like Zeke Elliott can can on those first and second down power running. You got to attack the middle. But I think that's also part of the problem with the Cowboys play calling. Yeah, that's, that's true. a lot of the issues that we've had. We will run the ball up the middle, two plays in a row, and then on third, third and long, third mm-hmm. and seven plus. Mm-hmm. Now we got to find a way to throw the ball and get seven yards. But like that's that we was, don't have receivers. But regardless, like whether we have receivers or not, my yeah. point is the play calling and the scheme of mm-hmm. the power run. That's cool, but right. it doesn't work. Every game. Again, going back That's to true. my point, yeah. this is a scheme based offense. We right. play again, we scheme for the team that we're playing against. Mm-hmm. Period. That's how it needs to be. So yeah. if, from my out, from outside looking in, right, Pollard looks like the guy that I can hand the ball to on first down and he's gonna get me seven yards. He's gonna find a way to get me six or seven yards. But can he attack the middle? That's the thing. Because yeah. most teams, most teams will put like, Seven, right? Mm-hmm. They'll have like a basic defense, the front seven, right? Yeah. So we need that middle. They are not, they're not even bringing is, a safety in the box. My point the safety's is, playing back. My point is, bro, is that we need yeah. Tony Pollard to be Tony Pollard, which means we have to call plays for Tony Pollard. But Tony if Pollard that, can if do he's the not same an interior as Zeke Elliott can do. Hold on. So if Tony Pollard is a Outside running, he's a skilled yeah. back. He's an elusive right. back. Mm-hmm. Call plays for that <laughs> on first and second down. You know what I'm saying? Like I know what you're saying. Yeah. At the end of the day, Zeke, when we have when we need that power run, we mm-hmm. have Zeke still. It's not like we don't right. have Zeke on the no, roster. I'm, no, I'm saying <laughs> so, like, uh, like like do you want to reduce Zeke to only third down running? I'm not saying that. Like 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 the what I said. Like like like, like you're saying okay. You want Pollard first and second down. I'm saying I want Zeke 
first and second down because we need to attack the middle of the defense. The defense, depending on on where they, like you said, depending on what they give us, we got to attack the middle. Now, now if they close it off, we can go outside. Now I will agree with you. Say, okay, Pollard can do that. Zeke Elliott has not done that. But I'm gonna tell you, defenses don't play from the inside out anymore. They don't. So at the they end don't. of the day, you can catch a team mm-hmm. off guard, right? By doing exactly what they expect you to do. That's what right. Philadelphia did to us, right? So to right. me, we have a lot of room to play with our personnel right now, right? So that's all that I'm saying. I'm not saying that. Tony Pollard is our every down back. That's right. not what I'm trying to say. Okay. I'm saying based upon the scheme, mm-hmm. he fits better than Zeke in certain okay. situations. Against Chicago, he fit better than Zeke. Granted, mm-hmm. Zeke wasn't playing. Right. But still, he fit better against that team. Okay. There's going to be teams that we play against that Zeke fits better. Right. I think that's how we – it still needs to be running back by committee. That's all that I'm saying. Running back just, by committee. Yeah. By committee. So, how would you split the carries between Zeke and Pollard? Because Zeke, on the Zeke, Zeke, Zeke can get like what, 10, 10 to 15 carries. Yeah. Pollard can, same thing. So, I in this I, case, you're right. You're right. It, it, it damn, it's just, it's just, it, it's like, it, it's like, I want to cheer for for Zeke, right? Mm-hmm. I want him to be the every down back, and I'm Pollard too. You know, I don't I don't want I don't want any running back to complain and say we're not getting enough carries, we're not getting enough yards, right? Yeah, this is what's th- th- that's the fight between those two guys. Mm-hmm. And at some point, at some point, we we gotta co- we gotta have an every day down back at some point. And I'm gonna tell you the beauty of it though is that we have two running backs that their ego is not involved and you can tell because right. they've been doing this all season. Exactly. So that is the beauty of it and we mm-hmm. can really play with this the same way like the Chargers used to back in the day with LT right. and uh Darren Sproles. Mm-hmm. Like that's the kind of that's the kind of thing that I see. Right. Like Zeke is our LT mm-hmm. and then Darren Sproles is our but, 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 but Paul Pollard's a little bit taller. Yeah. He's a little yeah. bit taller. And I'm and using that as an example because that was the first yeah, example yeah. to come to my no, head. But of course. Yeah, like I think we do have that that tandem running mm-hmm. back combination. Right. Um that can work really, really well for us and catch the defenses right. off guard if you scheme for it properly. Mm-hmm. So that's my biggest point. I I mean I mean my biggest point would be my biggest point would be um I want to give the bulk of the carries to Zeke Elliott. I think he's this is his best season ever. Ever, and I'm saying, I'm saying, uh, well, yeah. Uh, let me let me yeah. dial it back a little bit. Yeah. This is his best season this season. I'm sorry, this season because he's a lot more healthier. Mm-hmm. He's stronger. I always wanted to see the power, the the back. That runs over defenders, that runs over the linebacker, that can run over the defensive back. Mm-hmm. That's what Zeke Elliott can give you. Pollard, again, like pa- I said. Pollard, Pollard can give you, Pollard can give you the outside. Mm-hmm. He can give you, um, he can give you the, st- the powerful stiff arm mm-hmm. that he always does. Yeah. He can give you those set. So mm-hmm. to me, I want to see, mm-hmm. I want to see Zeke Elliott get at least the bulk of the carries. So, I'm going to say 60-40. Okay. I'm not mad at that, but I'm going to tell you something. Okay. You do realize that one of the touchdowns Tony Pollard scored on Sunday was mm-hmm. a up-the-middle inside run. It was. From, like, the 30-yard line. So it, it was, wasn't yes. a goal-line situation. Mm-hmm. It, was it, was. A bit, it was. So the point is when it's That's blocked one. for a correct, it is one, but it was a That's touchdown one. nonetheless. So at the end of the day, he has the ability to do it. That's that's all does, that I'm does saying. Does Zeke Elliott have the ability to do that? He, he what does. Can? He does, but I don't think Zeke has that same breakaway speed that he used to. Okay. So I don't he, think Zeke is the same. Yeah, but he also has had years where he ran for fifteen hundred yards mm-hmm. and was getting thirty plus carries a game. So he's older than he actually is. He, he had several years where he was getting thirty plus carries a game. Right. So, so but as why can't running he back years because he's exhausted. Can, can he get him now? He's not exhausted. Bro, he's this, this, this is he hasn't had a, he hasn't had a carry. He hasn't had a car- enough carries to say that he's an every down back. 
this season. It's worked out well because they've had both of them. Right. If Zeke had to carry the ball 30 times a game, he could uh-huh. not do it. Really? He could not do it. Really? It wouldn't be the same effect. He would okay. be burnt out by week seven, week so, eight. So can you name a team that ha- can that can get to at least 30 carries? I can say the Giants. I can say the Browns. Okay. But the Browns are, are almost the same situation as us. They got almost. two, they got two power runners mm-hmm. in Chubb and Hunt. Two of them. Who gets and the by ball way, carries? Chubb does. Exactly. Chubb averages about 20 carries a game. But Chubb, so. but, but, but the difference, the body type is Chubb is more physical than Zeke Elliott. And Chubb is younger than Zeke. I thought they were the same age. No. Chubb is younger huh. than Zeke. Wow. I thought they were the same age. Okay. Yeah. But uh but no, he's more Chubb is more physical than uh Zeke Elliott. Mm-hmm. And and Hunt Hunt is more of a Hunt is a power back, but he he's more of a what what Zeke was back two seasons ago. Mm-hmm. So I see your point. Mm-hmm. I see it. But but like I said, I I gotta give it to Zeke, man. I'm not mad at it. I mean, Z- I'm not mad at it. I mean, I, I don't, I don't want, I don't want, when it's contract time, right? Mm-hmm. I want them to go after Pollard. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, if, if Zeke Elliott has to take a pay cut, bro, take the sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Because you're one player away to getting to the next goal. Mm-hmm. And I want them to go after Pollard. I feel like these teams out there, like the Rams, um, uh, the Broncos, um, uh, who else? Uh, Jacksonville will go, mm-hmm. will pay him the bigger money. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about Pollard. Yeah. But we gotta, we gotta dive in first. We gotta hit, we gotta hit that hole first. Yeah. And it does, it shouldn't have to take public pressure to sign Pollard. And to be totally honest with you, I don't think it will. I don't think it will. It has. Happen. It has but, in the but, past. But look at, but look how Dak. The, the first time, look, your quarterback, it, it's a different it, investment though. I'm going to keep, I'm going to, okay. to cut you off. It's a very different investment yeah. for a quarterback and a running back. Right. Jerry doesn't have a problem paying the players. The problem comes when he feels like he's not getting the value for the player that he's paying for. That's what he was nervous about with Dak. Because Dak had a lot of inconsistency at the time. Mm-hmm. Right. And from a business standpoint, mm-hmm. it wasn't the greatest investment okay. to pay him what the okay. market bared. I, I, honestly, like... Well, we can't let quality players walk away. And Tony Pollard yeah. is walk away. Uh, uh, Tony Pollard is a quality player. We can't let him walk away to these teams. And they understand the value of Tony Pollard. And mm-hmm. they also understand the age of Zeke. Yeah. Which is very is going to be very important so, when contract time comes. Okay, so... So when contract comes, right, if they pay him the bare minimum or pay him more than that, mm-hmm. do you expect Zeke to, I'm sorry, do you, do you expect Pollard to get the bulk of the carries? Like if it, like Zeke Elliott signed a what, a five year, $90 million contract? Mm-hmm. It's back in 2019. Yeah. That was with, that was, um, and that was the Mexico trip. Mm-hmm. Tony Pollard, mm-hmm. he can get roughly that amount plus more. Mm-hmm. Uh, only, only if he's younger. I'm mm-hmm. sorry, he's younger. He is younger than him. So, do you think he'll get he'll get those bulk bulk of the carries? Because I think, I think, if you pay Pollard, I think it's going to be fifty fifty mm-hmm. as far as the carries goes. And I'm going to say Pollard gets Pollard gets that role better than Zeke does. Mm. Now the question would be, do you trade Zeke? Do you trade Zeke? What do you do? Because you got, you got, well, let's give a shout out to Malik Davis. Mm-hmm. Malik Davis plays on special teams and he's, he stepped in and made some great runs. Mm-hmm. So don't, so he's like, where's my hand? I'm a rookie. Mm-hmm. Where's my hand? Yeah. Where's my, where's, where do I go on offense? I, I, I can't be a special team player. I want to play offense too. Mm-hmm. And I think because of, like I said, the lifespan of a running back, right? Uh-huh. It's not a very long time. It's not. Actually, Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson is still Adrian Peterson. fighting for a contract. 
that's what I'm saying. So the lifespan of a running back, especially as they get older and Zeke is pushing 30, mm-hmm. um, he's 27 right now. Okay. So, and it's not even necessarily about the age itself. It's about the NFL miles, right? Right. So when you play in the professional sport as a running back, it's mm-hmm. very, very, very difficult to stay healthy. Okay. Especially when you're carrying the ball 30 times a game. They understand where Zeke is in his career. He's mm-hmm. dealt with a lot of injuries. He's This is the first year he's been fully healthy mm-hmm. in the last three years. Okay. So I say all that to say that they know the value of Tony Pollard mm-hmm. because he's – Can't let him walk. They know that they can't let him walk. You got to know that because he's, he's the running back of the Cowboys' future. Mm-hmm. Regard, I'm we're not sure. drafting a running back. We're not drafting a running back. We got two running backs on our. We got three. That's what I'm saying. I'm including uh, what's his name? Malik Davis. Malik Davis. Malik Davis. Yeah. Um, I'm including him in the mix too. When I say the two running backs outside right. of Zeke, that of course really can take us to that next level. Okay. Um, long term. Okay. But I will they let Zeke walk? No. Because of loyalty. Jerry has this loyalty thing with players that he drafted. He's still in the contract. And, and, and yeah. what, what would you trade? Because he, most teams out there have a salary contract. I don't think we do. No. I don't think we have a salary, a salary cap. Sorry. Salary cap. We don't have one. We can, we can keep Zeke. Mm-hmm. I mean, my, my fear is trading, right? Mm-hmm. You can't trade, you can't trade a quality player like that. And I'm talking about Zeke. Yeah. Zeke is a quality player. I agree with you on the, on the running back mileage, mm-hmm. but it's body type, right? Mm-hmm. It's body type. You got to commit to the body type. And I think Zeke, for the first time ever, ever, and I'm saying ever, mm-hmm. has committed to the body type because he knows mm-hmm. he's going to get those carries. Mm-hmm. Tony, totally, like watching that Sunday, Zeke's thinking in his mind, man, I got to get healthy. I got to, you know, I got to. Mm-hmm. Eat right. I gotta, you know, sleep well. I gotta do everything I can to to um, reach my value. Mm-hmm. That's what he was thinking in his mind, you know. Mm-hmm. So, to me, this is going to be very difficult. This mm-hmm. is going to be uh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when that free agency, when when that day comes, Paula should be your first opportunity, like the NBA free agency. Mm-hmm. The first day that it comes, everybody sign on the first day. Yeah. Paula should be the first one. Don't wait till training camp. Don't wait till OTAs to sign this player. That's uh, what they did wait. with Dak. Jerry's going to wait. We, I know Jerry's public pressure. Him. That's why I said public it's pressure not, It's not public pressure for him. He likes the outrage of the public because we it don't, makes him money. we don't need that because think you know, about it. He's not you know pressured what? by the public, but he loves the money. Do you know what teams him. are going to do, Gabe? Teams yes. out there like Jacksonville, teams like the Rams. Yeah. Rams are going to say, we need a running back. We just saw with Randy Gregory. Yes. So I'm telling you right now, it's going to happen. Will we right. lose him? That's up to Pilot because Pilot wants to be here. Right. That's the thing. Like, right. you know the game when it comes to Jerry Jones. Exactly. This ain't no new, this is nothing new. But, yeah. it, but, but we have to go after our running back. That's Pollard because I feel like teams like the, like I said, the Rams, Jacksonville, um, who else? The Broncos. They're going to say, we, we got you, bro. John Elway is going to say, no, we got you, man. That's what he did with Randy Gregory. When he signed with Dallas, there must have been somebody within the organization in, in Denver that said, you know what, bro, we can give you a, a different situation over here. How's that working out? <laughs> have we seen Randy Gregory on that field? I seen Bradley Chubb. Mm-hmm. I seen um, how much it the rookie, mm-hmm. uh, not the rookie, uh, the Patrick Sertan, his mm-hmm. son. Yeah. Um, that's all I seen. Mm-hmm. I mean, I. By the way, I hope we don't get into that situation where you sign you sign with Dallas and you go to another team twelve hours later and you sign with them. Not like that, but I think I. But I think um, that's why I fear. Yeah, I'm laughing because I feel like, <laughs> bro, we know Jerry Jones. If you've been a Cowboys friend for over ten years, you know how Jerry Jones moves at this point. This but, is not but like 
we know what's gonna happen. What's gonna happen is Jerry's gonna sit around. He's right. gonna wait. He's gonna let the let all of the crowd get their money out. And all the other teams start, throw their little offers, um, and then Jerry's gonna say, "All right, let's stop." That's playing. how they win. That's how they win. Like like asked the Rams last year. They got OD back, Odell Beckham. Von I mean, Miller too was the same. Yeah, Von Miller too. But even though Odell got hurt, they still made it, they won the Super Bowl. And so, I'm saying that to say, Jay is not gonna do anything different. Yeah. Now if, because the reality is, Tony Pollard is gonna be the one that's gonna have to make that decision whether he wants right. to be in Dallas or not. Okay. That's it. I, Jay, I, Jerry is gonna do Jerry. Okay. As Jerry has always done it. But, but if Jerry, but the trade deadline is today. So yeah. if Jerry's going to get these two, these players here, mm-hmm. Brandon Cooks, we need a receiver. Brandon Cooks, Jerry Judy, Chase Claypool, Odell Beckham, or DJ Moore. Hmm. Because it, Brandon Cooks is not, we know he's not happy in Houston, right? And Odell's not on the roster, right? He's a free agent. No, he's a free agent, yes. He hasn't played. So, so if you really want to, he's not, if you really want to, and I, and I heard on the radio, Michael Irvin said this, Odell wants to come to Dallas. Mm-hmm. Like I said, you're a receiver away from getting to the top, right? You wanted to go to the NFC Championship game. I told someone yesterday, I want to be in the NFC Championship game. Mm-hmm. At least if we get there, then I have high hopes of showing up showing up to the stadium watching this team play. Yeah. Right now, I don't have that hope. Speaking of Jerry, I don't have that hope for us to go get a receiver. Yeah. It's always going to be, okay, we're going to wait till what, the last minute. We're going to wait till, like, public pressure sets in. Yeah. I think with, like I said, Jerry going to do Jerry. But this time, I do hear him talking a little different when it comes to, because I think he really does see a difference in his team. Um, I think he actually values where we at right now. Mm-hmm. And given the fact that we on a buy, we got time. If we did get a, uh, make a trade right yeah. now, this is the perfect time to do it because yeah. now you can integrate them in the system we, over, right. the, over we got, this week. You got like that, you get comfortable going into Green Bay. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so I, I do think I have this theory, right? Okay. That Jerry Jones loves the spotlight player, right? It's probably Jerry, like player. He loves the player with the name. Okay, so so he, I honestly think that Odell will be a cowboy. Okay, um, um, and I say that because okay. he brings a ton of ticket sales. <laughs> <laughs> that alone, Jerry is a businessman. I want everybody listening to understand that. Yeah, they don't, if they don't understand that now. Right. Then you probably haven't been a fan. Of just, just take the interviews away from him. Then, then, then make him sit in the GM office. Right. Just, just take it away. Yeah. Like seriously, like, like, don't don't interview him after the game. Don't interview him on the radio. Yes. Don't interview him on the radio. Don't interview him after the game because he knows nothing about what just happened on the field. Mm-hmm. And I say that, and yeah. I can say that, like yeah. business talk, right? Mm-hmm. Like. Like every GM comes in once a year, mm-hmm. right? We don't hear Buffalo's GM, we don't hear KC's GM, mm-hmm. and you see why those teams are thriving right now. Yeah. And so, but those teams have made moves mm-hmm. to upgrade their team. And I feel like to your point, mm-hmm. to Odell's point, to your point about Odell, mm-hmm. I feel like teams like the Forty ers who kind of like us, but that but they're a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, uh, because they have, they, they, they're, they're like us, but, but what's better about them is their, their defense. Mm-hmm. They can clog up the middle. They're a receiver away from getting to the Super Bowl. The Packers are the Packers. I don't see them making any, any, anything, any upgrades. Nope. Buffalo. Buffalo is a receiver away. Well, they have, they have weapons, but they're, they're, they're a receiver away from getting to the Super Bowl. I don't so think Buffalo has any weaknesses personally, but I, I think if I did have to say a weakness, it probably would be the other receivers on that team outside right. of Stephon Diggs. Yeah. Um, but honestly, they're going to the Super Bowl. I don't see anybody, I, mean, I don't see anybody in the AFC at this point today that's competing with Buffalo for Maybe real. KC. Maybe. Maybe. That, that's the only team. KC outside Maybe. of anybody else. 
But I feel like injuries, right? Mm-hmm. When injuries go down, when a receiver goes down, Odell's getting a call the next day. And they're going to bring him in, they're going to sign him, and then he's going to play that next week. Mm-hmm. That's our chance that we could have had. Mm-hmm. And we missed out on, it's not just him, we missed out on, on a bunch of players. Yeah. And I know I know what that would look like, too, just from a football standpoint. Mm-hmm. Like Odell on the other side of C.D. Lamb mm-hmm. with Noah Brown, and we yeah. don't have to give up anything for him. It's just paying him. You just get the first round. Give up. No, no. Actually, no, you don't have to. Because he's a free agent. Yeah, he is free agent. You just got to yeah, pay him. Right. <laughs> you free agent for one year and all that stuff. Yeah. Give him a one-year deal. Mm-hmm. It's like, come on. Yeah. Or better yet, you can trade for these receivers. You can trade for uh, D.J. Moore. In really, I mean, reality, he, I personally, I want Odell. And it's not okay. just because of the name. Right. It's because of the ability and the mm-hmm. fact that that's a receiver that you have to honor. He knows the NFC East, too. He knows the NFC East, but you have to, defensive half, defensive mm-hmm. coordinators, they have to honor Odell. Right. Because if you don't, he's going to kill you. Right. Um, hey, we got We need another killer. We need another killer. Mm-hmm. And CD drops too many balls to be a he true does. killer. He does, and I'm like, and I, and, and it's sorry to concern me because, you know, you talk about being number one, you got to be a number one. You got to stop dropping these passes, man. Like, like, and and the scheme was lining up in the back for which, to me, I don't, I don't like. I don't, I don't want my receiver. You're not okay. First of all, you're not a Christian McCaffrey. You're not a Debo Samuel that can line up in the back. You're not interchangeable. You are a receiver first. I don't like that scheme, uh, Gabe. I don't like, cause it is a recipe for disaster. This team is not built on, uh, on running, running ridiculous plays. That is a ridiculous play. <laughs> Save that for Zeke Elliott and Tony Pollard. Now, yeah. now, now granted, if you had a receiver that could do interchangeable stuff. It's Tyreek. Yes. Tyreek, yes. Yeah. But he's not interchangeable. Stop making him different than he is. You're trying to make him a number one receiver. Let him go down the field. Let him run, not even a crossing route or a slant route. Let him run a goal route. Uh, like, come on, man. Like, we, we can't, we can't make him interchangeable. We, he's not, he's not any of those guys. CD is not built to be a number one receiver. He's not. He, just being honest. Like, we, we gave away our number, number one to receiver to Cleveland. He's in Cleveland right now. He had a He's crazy, not working he had, out. He had, a, he had a good game last night. Just um, one. But overall, he's played decent. It mm-hmm. hasn't been the greatest. It hasn't been the worst. But it's, right. he's been decent. Just, and it's a receiver one. that you have to honor when you're playing against Cleveland, who was playing right. with a backup quarterback right now. Right. And Jacoby Brissett. <laughs> so at the end of the day, right. it's, it's going to be what it is. But right. I say that to say CD is not built to be a number one. He's not. So you need somebody else on that team that you have to honor. Okay. So Odell, he comes with a track record. Yeah, he does. DJ Moore comes with a track record. Right. Some but, of these other guys that you named uh, come with track records. Right. They're, they're younger receivers. Like uh, DJ Moore's young. Um, Clay uh, Chase Claypool's young. He's very young. Yeah, he's very young. I just found out he's very young. Um, Jerry Judy, very young. Yeah. Uh, but the difference between the, those two, or actually those three, is that they're playing with backup quarterbacks. Yeah. Like inconsist- well, you can't say inconsistency on Pittsburgh because Pittsburgh is going to going to improve. Mm-hmm. Um, Denver, like a young team. I'm like, yeah, outside of young. Like, I'm surprised by Russell Wilson. Very disappointed. Very disappointed. Um, DJ Moore. Um, outside of that penalty, that ridic- that ridiculous penalty, which should have never been called. Um, that that should have been called because just based upon the rules, like you can't yeah. take. You're not supposed to take your helmet off. Yeah. And it, it was an emotional game. Rule. It was an emotional game, though. You got to understand, yeah. like it was a, that that game. Well, because all of what Carolina has gone through, like trading this player, yeah. trading another player after a, a, a game, after an argument, it was like you can't do that. Yes, you now, 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 he, now, you want to debate on that? Well, argument with the coach? coach? Yeah, you can't you do that. No, oh yeah, yeah. I'm talking about. Do you want to debate? That they're trading him about them trading him or not? Are you on board with that? I'm trying to understand what you're saying, man. Um, trading? No, I'm not. Actually, no, I'm not because mm-hmm. you you got it. Given the position of where they're at right now, I would I wouldn't. 
I wouldn't trade him after that game. Something happened after that game beyond him being sent to the locker room mm-hmm. that, uh, that happened mm-hmm. beyond for him getting traded the next day. Something happened. Again, they're not disclosing it. But I hope Robbie Robbie Anderson can go on a podcast and say, "Oh, come on this podcast and and try to explain what happened." You know what I'm gonna say about that? I think uh-huh. that that was the correct move to get him out of there. Really? I say this because when you have a new coach, mm-hmm. interim coach, interim coach who's trying to build a culture, uh-huh. he's trying to shift the culture. He mm-hmm. wants that job. Give he wants, him, he give wants him that, that job, job long term. Give him that job. At the end of the day, you Not have to. You can't be disrespectful like that to a head coach. Well, think that it, it, was, it was a lie. It was a wide I'm building coach. a culture. Yeah, if I'm building a culture, mm-hmm. and I need a part of that culture is respect. Mm-hmm. It's the Jimmy Johnson effect. You heard the story about Jimmy Johnson. Yes. Somebody falling asleep in a meeting, and Jimmy right. Johnson cut him the next day. It's that same type of yeah. mentality. Yeah, that's true. It's that same yeah. type of mentality. So when you're trying to build a winning culture, mm-hmm. I like that move. Right. Because it sends a message. It does. And it's it ironic that DJ Moore is now on the trade block after that right. penalty. It is. And, and, and I, I, will, I, will, I will get him in a heartbeat. Because mm-hmm. you know why? He can run rounds. He can he can, and he, he he can be somebody's number one, not Carolina's number one. Well, actually, he can be he can be their number one, but on a losing team, like just give him up. Yeah, just give him up because he because he's not going to be happy in any ways. Mm-hmm. And to your point about um, getting the job, mm-hmm. um, the man, uh, what's his name, Steve Wilkes, if I'm pronouncing his Something name correct. Like yeah. So, um, and I'm going to say this real quick. He should get another opportunity. Mm-hmm. Give him that job because he, you know that losing record. If he loses the rest of his games, mm-hmm. give him that job. Have him give him that job to build time, to build a culture, mm-hmm. and also and it goes back to the Nebraska job. Mm-hmm. Like, like, and I'll say this in another podcast about diversity, right? Racism. Mm-hmm. Nebraska fired uh, Scott Frost back in week three. Mm-hmm. Uh, they hired, uh, Vince Joseph's brother, mm-hmm. uh, to take over. Everybody wore their shirts saying hire, um, Urban Meyer. First of all, you can't hire the guy that, that preys on women. Okay. And second of all, you can't hire guys that's, that's inconsistent with his health. Okay. So without, without all that being said, and also, and then one more point, the Rangers got the new gener- a new coach, mm-hmm. but, there needs to be diversity in baseball too. There isn't any in the World Series if you have no notice. Mm-hmm. And so, so with that being said, you got to give these guys a chance, an opportunity. He had a chance at Arizona after one season. It's not enough. Mm-hmm. Give him about what three or four seasons. Let him build that culture, like you said. Mm-hmm. And so, and I just find it so interesting to your point that yeah. Detroit, they. I like the head coach, Dan Carpenter, mm-hmm. former Cowboy. Dan um, Campbell. Dan Campbell. Thank you. Yeah. Um, where did I get Carpenter from? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, You're uh, probably just looking at a name. <laughs> but yeah, Dan Campbell. Um, I like the culture that he's trying to build in Detroit. Mm-hmm. Um, they he's have a lot about of, that job. They have a lot of missing pieces that don't make they do. it easy for him. They do. Um, but I like what he's trying to do. Mm-hmm. But this is ironic that he gets the opportunity to build that in mm-hmm. a black coach. Right. In Carolina right. or anywhere, well, I will say get the same opportunity. Right, they don't get the time to build. Hugh Jackson didn't get the time to build. He did not. He did not. He did. He didn't like like. And why is it that he goes from the NFL to HBCU, which is good and all, but at the same time, I want to see you know diversity in all aspects of sports. You got to give mm-hmm. you know black head coaches, you know Hispanic head coaches. Mm-hmm. Time to mm-hmm. build. Um, the thing about it, though, to your HBCU point, mm-hmm. um, I think that that was a conscious decision to go to an HBCU. Yeah, because I see what what the shit. I see the shift mm-hmm. happening in SWAC sports. Oh yeah, it's very, it's very, it's um, very apparent. It's very apparent. Um, like, like you can't, like, like I always, and we will talk about basketball because this is this is good because 
you know, I, I do see Jackson State, right? They hired Prime. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been watching all their videos. Their videos are, they give you the inside of what goes on in their locker room, mm-hmm. pregame. I love it. Yeah. And so, Jackson State hires Mo, I see, Mo Williams, mm-hmm. former NBA player, mm-hmm. uh, the women's side at Jackson State, Tamika Reed. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a women's head coach. Yeah. I love her to death. Like, she, like, you know, Amazing. like they they were within a few seconds away of winning that game against LSU. Mm-hmm. A few seconds away, they just needed to get it some defensive stops. They actually led that game, mm-hmm. and then you know LSU showed their strength and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. uh, so there's a turning point in H in HBCU. Mm-hmm. Like college game, they went to HBCU. Um, they went to Jackson State. Mm-hmm. They were playing against Southern. Mm-hmm. They went there. Um, I want to see more of that. I want mm-hmm. there, there's a shift to the point where in basketball you're not going to get the blowouts. Mm-mm. These guys are ready to play. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like like in football, give me about another year or so. Jackson State may be in the same state in Alabama. Mm-hmm. They may play against Texas. Mm-hmm. Give it give give it about another year, mm-hmm. and you're going to see the rise. And it's a long term commitment as mm-hmm. to rebuild uh, to build. HBCUs, mm-hmm. it's going to be a long time commitment. Whoever has to, whoever's going to come into another HBCU and turn it, totally flip it upside down mm-hmm. and revamp it the way that Prime has, mm-hmm. you got to, like, that's a lot of work. That's right. a lot of money investment. That's a lot of time. That's, that's, that's like, time. And he took the time to do that. He's now. taking the time to do that. He's taking the time to mm-hmm. understand the needs of HBCUs before yeah. even taking that job. Right. It's not just about being a coach. He's more right. than a coach. Oh, definitely. So oh, Definitely. Definitely. 110%. You need another person who's willing to come in to these schools and mm-hmm. just would you say put that pl- effort in. Would you say a player? Yeah. A former player? It could be a former player or it could be a um like, like like I was like like Mo Williams is a yeah. former NBA player. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know I don't know much about Tamika Reed. I'm hoping I actually reached out to Jackson State mm-hmm. to interview. Yeah. Um, not only football coach but basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, Eddie George is at Tennessee State. Yeah. Um, Hugh Jackson um, is at Grambling. He made some controversial moves by hiring Art Biles mm-hmm. as offensive coordinator, and then he scratched that out immediately. Well, actually, Art Biles. Left the job because yeah. of the you know because of what happened at Baylor. Baylor, um, I do, but uh, but it's on the rise. Mm-hmm. Uh, my former coach, which I'm going to reach out to him later on this week, mm-hmm. uh, Johnny Jones. Mm-hmm. He's at a HBCU, Texas Southern. Nice. Uh, he took him to the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, they're on the rise. Mm-hmm. So, so like I said. You're not going to see these 30-point blowouts in basketball. You're not going to see it. <laughs> no. You're not going to see it because these guys are ready to play. Yeah, for sure. I love it. I love the shift. I love the turn. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that we just need some more. We need more. And more there, needs to be, the same. there needs to be more uh, more diversity in all sports. I agree. And I'm, and I'm talking about, you know, not only basketball, football, baseball, mm-hmm. soccer as well. I want to see that. I want to see. I want to see that. I want to see that. I think about Steve Kerr, and yeah, the Warriors, and mm-hmm. how that's Mark Jackson's team that he won all them championships right. with. And and all the credit. And I hope when Steve Kerr does retire from coaching, mm-hmm. I do hope he does credit Mark Jackson. And by the way, Mark Jackson should get another job because I, I I just think that I was hoping he'll get the Sacramento job. I was. I, I'm not. Too. I'm not mad at where Sacramento is trying to go. Mm-hmm. I do think that. Mark Jackson should get another job. I don't know if it's going to be, I don't know. Every every team in the NBA, I think they're satisfied with their coach. Mm-hmm. And it's just certain, it's so many examples of, like, a black coach putting in so much work. Mm-hmm. Like Tony Dungy back in the day with the, uh, yes, with the, uh, the Buccaneers. Bucks, like, he gets, he's out of there, and mm-hmm. then he, here comes John Gruden. And now, Everything's Super a shift. Bowl. Super Bowl, yeah. <laughs> so it's just like, <laughs> it, it's so many examples of that, and mm-hmm. to me, it doesn't sit right with me. Like, no, it does not. Because I know that was Tony Dungy's team. I no, know that, that was, was Mark Jackson's But you didn't team. give him, but he, he got to give these no guys credit. credit. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I don't, I don't know where it's going to change, where it's going to shift, mm-hmm. I think. Because the public has been crying for this for years. Yeah. The Rooney yeah, yeah. rule is BS. Yeah, it is. Um, it is. It is. It is. 
So, and I'm hoping, and I'm hoping to transition. I'm hoping that UNT gets that, gets the opportunity to hire a black coach. Yeah. And I'm saying it too. I want them to hire a black head coach. Mm -hmm. We had one in basketball, didn't fare well. Mm We we need to hire one in football. Yeah, I'm serious, but like because 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 we need because we need some we need some patience, right? You know, like I was thinking about Marcus Howard, how he took the job, how he's able to integrate from being a defensive coordinator to being a full time head coach, and how everybody embraced him. That that give get when everybody embraced Marcus Howard. I'm. Oh, Freeman, I'm sorry. Marcus Freeman, mm-hmm. uh, being a Notre Dame head coach. Mm-hmm. Everybody embraced him and, and brought chills, chills to, to me. Mm-hmm. Cause how everybody embraced him, how everyone, you know, welcomed him with open arms. Mm-hmm. Finally, he got that job. Like, I wanted to see, I want to see that in UNT, mm-hmm. right? As much as I followed the football team, as much as we're, we're like, not that great in football right now, um, I want to see, a, a, a black head coach or a Hispanic head coach come in and change the trajectory of this team, mm-hmm. of the program, sorry, of the program. Now, do I think it's going to produce wins? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But it takes patience, yeah. right? It takes years to improve. We gave him seven years, mm-hmm. right? No ball wins. I mean, we, 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 we have a winning record every season. We can't have seven to nine wins every season. We're like, like in Denton game. I don't know, like we're, we're like almost the Alabama of Denton, right? Mm-hmm. Almost. Be- of our conference. Mm-hmm. Almost. Outside of UTSA. Almost. Mm-hmm. But we can be that conference. I'm sorry. We can be that team of Alabama. We can be that team of Texas. Um, any other good program, mm-hmm. if you hire the right coach. Yeah, and it's got to be, again, I don't think people will really understand when you have a coach who's been there for such a long time, mm-hmm. seven to ten years, mm-hmm. like there's a certain culture that's embedded in that program or that right. team. Right. So now you have to bring in somebody new who has to mm-hmm. rebuild a new culture. It takes, it takes, it takes time. Like, I don't, I hate the fact that the NFL does that too. Like, they'll, yeah. they'll hire a black coach and then two years he's out of there. He didn't even have time to build what he was trying to build. Right. That's Hugh Jackson's story. Ty Bowles had that story mm-hmm. in New York. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a lot of those situations where you mm-hmm. don't get the opportunity to build what you're trying to build right. as a black head coach. You don't. And so, you don't. if you're going to hire a black coach, let him build. Mike Tomlin has built over he's the last, been there for what? He's well, been like, there for like 15, 16 16 seasons now. Yeah. He was right after Bill Coward. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, he was given the time <laughs> to build a winning You got to have trust too. You got to have like, you know, the fans have got to be patient. Yeah. Like, like you can't, like when I see college programs, right? Mm-hmm. I always hear of Nebraska, right? Mm-hmm. Nebraska wants, you know, I can't, it's Vance's Joseph's brother mm-hmm. that has the coach right now. Mm-hmm. And you can't fault him for if Nebraska were to say lose their last five f- games, mm-hmm. you can't fault him for that. The Rangers, when um, Tony baseball, right? When mm-hmm. Tony, Tony, I can't pronounce his name. Tony Beasley went fit seventeen for thirty one yeah. as interim, and they they turn around they hire Bruce Bochy because they saw a championship. Mm-hmm. He's won three titles with the Giants. Yeah, and I'm like, okay. I didn't agree with it, not because of the race. Mm-hmm. I didn't agree with it because Tony Be- Tony Beasley didn't wasn't given enough time. He mm-hmm. was just inserted in the job, like we're gonna just throw you in the job. Like, mm-hmm. dude, give him time to build his coaching staff. Give him time yeah. to build the players. Like, I want the I want Nebraska to go after Vance's Joseph's brother, mm-hmm. which I, I'm gonna get his name. I'm gonna get his name. Yeah, I want because. Let him hire the right staff. Let him get, let him draft the players. Mm-hmm. Let him turn around this program. Like I said, Nebraska is like a, we want to, we want Urban Meyer. Mm-hmm. Like we don't need guys like Urban Meyer on our football program. We don't need him. Mm-hmm. Period. Period. Cause he's only going to bring it down. The certain, the certain types of coaches, right? You're supposed to be 
um, the first line of defense. Mm-hmm. That's what Coach Prime is. Yeah. He's a first line of defense. I can protect you. Mm-hmm. I can protect you, but at the same time, we're going to hold you accountable. Mm-hmm. That's why I see in these programs, every week we hear of something, and I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. We don't hear anything from HBCUs, because mm-hmm. you know why? Especially Dion. Mm-hmm. We haven't heard anything. You know why? Because it's a, it's a mother, uh, mother, father, uh, type of build mm-hmm. program. That's what power fives. We don't need the luxury. Mm-hmm. We need that. We need that in the middle stuff. Yeah. Outside the, their parent stuff. In the power five type teams, they really, they, they see, they have a next man up mentality instead of a family mentality. And mm-hmm. that's the difference between the HBCU and mm-hmm. these major D1 programs. You mess up. You mess up by not creating a family culture. That's they the thing about um, even using the NFL example with Mike Tomlin. Mm-hmm. Um, he's created a culture. No mm-hmm. matter who's in there, mm-hmm. you're a part of his family. He's going to yeah. protect you. Of course. That's the thing that I think as a black head coach, because of our culture, mm-hmm. we've had to always be protectors. Right. In every capacity our of our lives. Yeah, our own protectors of ourselves. Mm-hmm. So it's, it com- protection comes natural. Right. When you're in the media and you got to deal with all these people talking crazy mm-hmm. about your quarterback or your team right. or whatever. Right. You're the, you're the first line of defense, as you said. Right. So, um, there's certain things that you just don't get mm-hmm. unless you have. Mm-hmm. There's certain, pl- there's yeah. certain people that don't understand. Yeah, they don't understand. They don't understand. Um, they don't understand where where actually we come from mm-hmm. they don't understand they're, they're still learning they're trying to you know they're trying to you know read everything they're trying to do mm-hmm. a resume field yeah so that's why that's why i always look at these programs and say hey um excuse me mm-hmm. give 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 coaches like dion a chance mm-hmm. coaches like mike tomlin mm-hmm. that type of personality yeah those two an opportunity. And to further your point, these coaches are coaching. 75% of the NFL is black. Mm-hmm. As far as players. Players. players yeah. 75%. Mm-hmm. That is an overwhelming it's majority. It's, <laughs> it's an yeah. overwhelming majority. And they play longer too. Exactly. They play longer way in, way into their 30s. Yeah. And so by not hiring a black coach, mm-hmm. there's certain things that happen on a day to day basis that, oh, it's true. Uh, anybody else that's not a minority would not understand. Right. It's period. No, they won't. That's they the won't value understand. of the black coach. I don't right. think people really get it because right. 75%. That is yeah, dude. a incredible. Dude, it's, it's growing too. Right? And it's, growing. it's growing. It's growing. It's growing. When, when I knew it was growing and shifting when I started seeing black quarterbacks coming out the woodwork. Right. Because it's a, it's a, it's like it's an overwhelming majority. Okay. So you need somebody who understands the culture to cultivate a culture around right. the culture. <laughs> <laughs> you but, 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 yeah, I get what you're yeah. saying. Get, get, I get what you're saying. So black coaches, Hispanic coaches know that, right? Yeah. They know the culture. They like the culture. we have that closeness. Mm-hmm. And I'm not being racist or anything. I, I think that, you know, you know, look at the resume, take a chance. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's like, value in every coach. Value, there, there is. value. There is. Everybody. There is. It's just don't look past that value. Like, yeah. for example, like another example would be Auburn fired their head coach yesterday, yeah. and they gave the job to uh, Cadillac Williams. I don't know if you heard of Cadillac Williams. Yeah. Um, running back back in the day. Sample. Um, so, for Auburn. So, he knows the program. He mm-hmm. played at the program. Mm-hmm. So... So and they're and they're making noise. I don't know if it's media noise. I don't know if Paul Fireball is making that noise. Yeah. They're saying Dion. To me, I will say, I will say, give Cadillac a chance, right? Yeah. I mean, Dion, it'll be heartbreaking if he were to leave that program, mm-hmm. right? And he wouldn't do it. Yeah, no, he won't. No, it's a lot of money. And a lot of money involved. And plus, it's like. And he's on the actual mission. It's, it is. It's deeper than just being it is. a coach. Cause he could have, he had offers before he even went to Jacksonville. He did. State. He had, um, Florida he, State. 
Yeah, TCU, TCU offers. Like it was, he was getting major college offers. He was outside before he even decided to go to Jackson State. He's on a right. mission that's bigger than him. Way and bigger. You can tell because his energy is different when it comes to the swag. Mm. When it comes to oh, the yeah. Oh God, yeah, it is. He values it totally different. Yes, I, I don't, I, 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 you talk about energy, right? Yeah, he's able to be himself. Yeah, and and so. I, I guess when you get to these programs, it's like you like they hold you to a certain standard. Mm-hmm. Like the players, the difference between Power Five and the, and, and the SWAC, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, and Dion in general is that mm-hmm. you got to act a, cert, a certain way. Players can act a certain way. That's why you see players get in trouble. Mm-hmm. You don't hear, for, hear that from HBCUs. The only trouble you hear is classrooms. Mm-hmm. That's it. Like, Dion holds his players to a certain standards, and Dion can act a certain way because he's done it. Right. And so, case in point, right? Case in point, UNT. You won the game 40-13 over Western Kentucky. Even though it was impressive, I still think you need to go after a black head coach. I still think. I'm sorry. <laughs> Maybe I'll discuss further and further, further in a different podcast. But I do appreciate your insight on everything, Gabe. Thank you so yeah, much. Absolutely. Um, so, so I did give you the score. Um, there wasn't much in this game uh, other than I just found out that Ani, this will be his final season being the f- quarterback at UNT. He wants to test the NFL waters. To me, I'm like, okay, go ahead and test that waters. Let's see how you come out. But I do want you to improve, though. Even though they were playing a bunch of cover two, I do want to see you how how I I do want you to put put yourself to the test and say, you know what? Can I lead this team to a championship? That will that will open my eyes, and I won't lose respect. Right now, you don't have my respect, Ali. Right now. Maybe that changes in the next three games or in the next four games when you win that championship. And then I can honestly say, you know what? I respect this guy as a whole. I respect him as a whole. But to make the last point, I actually make two last points. Number one, I was listening to a Green Room podcast. Shout out to those guys. We're not back. Okay? We're not back. Is if is if we win consecutive championships, if you win, we're not back. We still got improvements to make. We're not back. Period. We gotta we gotta win consecutively in a different conference to say you know what we're back as a program. We can take a risk, like we just said about the Cowboys. We gotta take that risk to get to the goal. That's an that's an anything. Number two point. Okay, we got three games left. FIU's no joke. Okay. Um, UAB's no joke. Rice is no joke. These are the toughest three games that we have on our schedule. And I thought, you know, it's homecoming weekend this next, next coming week at UNT. I guess FIU. There's no easy game, easier game after this, uh, um, after this past game. FIU's gonna come and do, and, and wreck us. If we don't, if we don't take care of business, you think you can come into this game, ha, um, have overly confidence? If I use like, we're gonna wreck the party, guys. We don't care about your homecoming. I mean, I care about UNT's homecoming, but they don't. They're coming in there on a mission, and if you don't take care of business, man, it's going to be a problem. It's going to be a problem. Don't make it a problem. Negative solution. Finish the job. But with that being said, guys, the Cowboys are on a bye week. They need they need to make improvements. Um, we're 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 definitely going to talk about it next week. But we'll dive into this next game uh, against FIU, and then we'll talk about some NBA talk uh, next show. And I want to discuss about just just Josh Primo situation. Did you hear about this Josh Primo situation? I didn't. Okay. I didn't. So, 
We're gonna discuss about it. He apparently, you know, exposed himself to to oh yes, to, 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 to different women. So I want okay. I want to discuss about it. That's my favorite team, guys. And my player that was going to take the next step. And I told people on the side he's immature. I'm going to discuss that and more NBA stuff. We're going to talk about the Lakers uh, and their and their struggles. Oh god. <laughs> uh, so shout uh, out to <laughs> <laughs> Uh, positive over here. <laughs> uh, oh, I'm gonna. Oh, trust me. I'm gonna. I'm gonna try to keep it positive. That's next show, guys. But I do thank you for um, showing up. Uh, I do want. I, I do thank you for liking and commenting, and I do thank you for the support. And tell your friends, your family, and and, and anybody on the street. All right.